Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, all right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Craft Impero podcast. You are here with your host, the Viking. And the Bourbon Cowboy. And the garage door's open. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's good that garage door is open because it only can mean one thing is Missouri is having great weather while everybody else is sucking. Yeah, and it means it's almost pool time, too. So that's what that means. Yeah, what's got me, wor- well, I'm not going to get into it, but it's got me worried that we're getting 70 and 80 degree days, and normally we don't get this shit till the end of uh, March. Right. Uh, so I don't know. It's off the charts. So, so we'll we, we might get nuked up here. See. We'll see. But, well, welcome back, everybody. We're back from our uh, little vacation over to uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina, celebrating uh, Wahine's 40th. Uh, we had a great time there. We're going to recap some of that stuff. Uh, we got, actually got some fun things that got planned out of that, which is pretty fucking cool. So, um, to start, I guess I'll talk about Future the cigars. Yeah, like in, interviews and stuff. and Oh, yeah. with some of the people we yeah, met. Yeah, like we'll talk yeah. about like Sean's going to come on and all that. We'll, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about all that on here. But uh, I'll start by explaining the cigar, and then I'll let the cowboy tell us about the bourbon. And then... Um, we'll explain where the cigar came from, where the bourbon came from, etc. So, what we're going to be smoking is the Viaje Craft Series. This is the 22 Craft Series. I had to look them up because the only difference is there's uh, like 23, I guess, that came last year. There's a black line right here. Right there. Like a bold black line. And that's how you tell them apart. But I didn't know. So... Uh, when we were down in uh, South Carolina this past week, um, we ran into this unique gem of a shop called Peaceful Henry's, and uh, we didn't make it two feet in the front door uh, before I was $500 in the hole. So, but we were looking around and finding some fun things, and one of the most unique viaje, well, actually, I can't say that, it's the best viaje selection i've ever physically seen in person on anywhere and we like viaje love viaje just can't fucking find the it the only problem is there's just nothing around here Every and now even and when then, we travel you may be lucky to go in and find three different placements of their wide collection right and then forget about anything you know, that is Halloween oriented or has been around for a while that's sold out before it even comes out. Or the exclusive favorite thing, anything like that. And, uh, you know, every now and then you'll find an awesome five pack somewhere in an email or something, or, um, you know, we'll go up when I, when I was in Kentucky, I found a few of those and here and there, some, one of the guys will buy a box and we try some of them or something like that. But, uh, this cigar shop had, uh, Shit, man! Probably twelve facings of Viaje. The open that at you can least. touch, that you can touch. Not yeah. let alone the 
Remember, I was pointing out boxes that were on the bottom that were sealed and things that weren't even out. But when we were there, before we did our mass exodus of purchasing cigars in there, uh, obviously we grabbed a cigar to smoke in the lounge while we were hanging out. And um, I walked over to the left and I pulled the drawer open and uh, the cowboy got an MJ-12, I think, an illusion, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I just cruised over and I saw this silver wrapper and I was like, oh, a new MJ. And I looked at it and saw his Viaje Craft Series. So I grabbed it, I smoked it. It was, we'd been drinking that day, so it was a lot of fun. It was a very, very good cigar, but uh, I wanted to smoke them again, so I grabbed a couple for us to do on the podcast. Yeah. So. Um, not to mention the, you know, back in the day, they used to sell cigars in these, um, let, let's just say they're called decanters. But let's say cigars in a really awesome cookie jar, because that's kind of what it's like. Yep. And Mark and I are flying around. We're seeing so much shit. We're kind of like a couple nuts in a candy store. And I was like, oh, my God, look at that. He's got three of these. And you picked it up. And um, it's got 15. It's 15 anniversary. I think it's 22. Yes. In, 20, um, in, or in 2022. Viaje did the 15th anniversary decanter sets, uh, which is, it's the same 15 that we've smoked, but there's something different in the uh, in the cigar. Oh. What that is, I don't know, but uh, there's something, I think it's more age inside um, the decanter ones. And the size, obviously, it's that kind of double perfecto that you get. Um, but yeah, so we each secured an urn. Um, and leave it to the fucking cowboy. I'm never going to let this go. We get done <laughs> smoking and we're checking out. We're getting ready to head to another town out there, do a little dinner. And we're checking out. And I got this urn. And I got this bag full of cigars. And I get this brown paper bag. And we're standing in line. And uh, this fucker just looks to his left real quick and goes, Oh, that'll work. Under the one table where the cloth of the table is a little high, he finds the decanter box with the handle it's a shit i no wonder the price of the cigar the one the decanter and two the box the box is yeah. awesome but it was great man we both got yeah, one and i just and we did we get different shades or are they the same cigar i don't know i don't know i don't remember what he had open i know the decanter is the exact these same. are about this this grade yeah i think it's the same thing and uh i mean i was just like I don't want to say automatic pilot, but I'm flying, having a good time, and I'm just looking at shit, and all of a sudden I saw that box. I'm like, oh, that must be the box for this <laughs> oh, fucking decanter. And then I, I didn't see <laughs> your packaging decor and what was going on on your purchase. I was just like, oh. I didn't even get the like... option paper or plastic. <laughs> I just went fucking paper. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about it. And then once I saw that box, I was thinking about the uh, ashtray that I had bought and how nice the packaging yep. on the ashtray was. I mean, whoever does it, it's lights out. All right. I'm yeah, lighting. Peaceful Henry's is, uh, we'll talk a lot about that shop today, but it is uh, an amazing place. Um, Shocked the shit out of me, man, because I'm telling you, when I say we didn't make it two feet in the front door of the humidor 
uh, it would, I thought we could have probably just stayed right there. You don't have to fucking look around. But uh, it was a lot of fun. It was really unique. Good time. Uh, so we're going to go in here and light these guys up. And then uh, when we get back, the Bourbon Cowboy is going to talk to you guys about these pours we got going on. Yeah. You're listening to Stone Tribe on the Craft and Puro podcast. Download our brand new song, Island Time, and help us raise money for United Cerebral Palsy. 25% of our profits go to help families pay for desperately needed medical equipment and procedures. Connect with Stone Tribe at stonetribemusic.com for music and the latest Stone Tribe merch. All right, cowboy. Why don't you uh, talk about what we got poured right there in that little well, ram? Oh, you're using your burnt charcoal. Yeah, one of the cool things that we um, did when we got down to South Carolina, we pulled into this. I mean, I said to Mark, I go, "Is there any cigar bars?" He goes, "No." I go, "Do you know any liquor stores?" "No, not really." Uh, so we're like just blind mice and. We got a little lunch, and then we went into the liquor store, and they were very unique and very awesome. So they had a foolproof 1792, and it was their uh, barrel pick, yep. a single barrel, their barrel pick, and it's 1792 foolproof. And you can see the dent we did to it over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. We probably knocked half of it out or close to. And so we're all familiar with that. And then I have back here uh, a single barrel total wine select, which at one time this was this says 2019. Damn. Okay. Cool. This says 2019, and I believe this is one of the hottest bourbons um, that was going around the country right at the time. Right. And so. On top of that, we got their barrel pick. So we're right. starting with that. Let's do that. Let's cheers that cheers. up. Cheers. Cheers, bro. Are we on the barrel pick or are we on which one are we on? Which one are we starting with? I think we're with I think we're total wine. Okay. Alright, cool. But you're making me That's gotta be t- I, I don't nah, it's not that. You think it's the one we got? No, 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 no. I think it's this one. This one? Yeah. I do, too. Because I remember that one being rich as shit. This one? No, no, no. I remember that one being super bomb. This one is rich This is amazing. No, no, no. This is amazing. I have Anyway, the reason we did this is when I I got here today, of course, Bourbon Cowboys got some dope shit pulled out that we'll, of course, you'll see later, but... I brought this out because I wanted to. I wanted to do today a little bit of a recap with all our stuff and have things that we had down there. And I asked him, I was like, "Hey, dude, do you have a 1792 foolproof open? It'd be cool because we always talked about doing this. We've never really done it. You know what I mean? Like, well, we we should have tried it against this. We always talk about it later. So I wanted to see if you had one. That's why we're doing those back to back. But I will never forget with 1792." I don't even think we were doing the podcast yet. You had, is it Sweet Wheat? Is that a 1792? Sweet Wheat? Um, yes, there's okay. a Sweet Wheat. There's a High Rye. Maybe it was High. I don't know what it was. You brought a couple. Well, of High Rye and Sweet Wheat, both of them are amazing. Okay, well, whichever one it was. I remember we were sitting down. Uh, we were probably hanging out at a shop. You had pulled, it was the first time we were, we were hanging out, and I realized every time you have that bag over your shoulder, there's something in that bag. And uh, you had pulled a bottle out, 
And we were drinking on you, seven ninety two. And I was like, oh my God, it's crazy. And you're like, yeah, just go to the store and you can get it. And I'll go to the store and go to Total Wine. That's where it was, Total Wine. And then uh, would go over there and there would be cases on cases on cases of seventeen ninety two. I don't think foolproof was out yet. I think at that time it was small batch, sweet wheat, high rye. What's the purple one? Isn't there a purple 1792? No. no. Not that I'm aware of. No. Am I thinking of, I'm thinking of the Party City used to own these. Right? Is that 1792? 1792 comes it's from um, Barton Distillery in Bardstown, Kentucky. Nice. Now, I'm drawing on this and it's a weird draw like there's a hole somewhere. I've How do never you mean? Huh? Too tight? No, it's like I'm not getting a full draw, like there's an external air hole. Huh. And I have never had that happen to me. And I don't see anything, a crack or a that hole. Looks beautiful from here. Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe it's poking prod it a little bit. Maybe there's a little stem or a clog on it somewhere. It might be plugging it well, up. Well, it's drawing. It's just not... Uh, might, you might need to cut it open more. It doesn't look like you're getting shit out of that. Because, huh. I mean, look. Yeah, I'm not getting yeah. anything. There you go. Um, but, yeah, I remember 1792, and it was when I was coming over into the bourbon side. You know, not, I know it sounds funny. People ask me, like, what, you don't drink scotch anymore? No, that's not what I'm saying. I just, I have the same amount of scotch bottles I had. Now I have a lot more bourbon, but... Um, when it's one of the first bottles I bought, and I want to say it was a, it was probably a small batch, I think. I didn't have anything superior, but to to see them now and all the different ones that we've had and what 1792 has turned into, and to come out now and find out that like high rye and sweet wheat are incredibly allocated, like people go nuts over those. If you can even find, and they're at least a hundred dollars. Right. Mile. And what what I'm trying to get through this long ass fucking story is when we cruised in to. Uh, I think it was just called Hilton Head Wine and Spirit Shop. I want to say that was the name of it. I don't really remember. I think so. Um, we cruise in and we're looking. It was really funny. We were sitting eating lunch and we're like, damn, you think they have any good bourbon here? Like, I don't know. It was an awesome shop and we get in and you nailed that barrel pig right away. Like you saw it right away. And then I do, when we, next episode we do, I'm going to open, we're going to do that barrel bottle, that Three Islands barrel that I got. Remember the or is that bourbon? like toasted um, rum? Toasted rum finished cast strength. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that, okay. that one. Yeah, it's like 132. Um, they and they had something unique from South Carolina that was done with red corn. I can't remember the specific name of the distillery, but um, well, I just didn't feel like taking a chance on that. They had bottles um, four or five thick of toasted. Um, Elijah Craig and I grabbed just, a toasted right I'm telling yeah. you anybody if you ever see a bottle of toasted uh, 94 proof which it, it tastes a little stronger than that it's just one of my favorite these days you get it I think it was 64 bucks whatever yeah, and I still think that Elijah Craig toasted is one of the best liquids put into a glass and I just really hope that it doesn't you know they don't start jacking it through the roof or 
You know, because I yeah, what was it? You pay sixty four or something, I think? Sixty uh, yeah. seven? Yeah, sixty four, sixty yeah. oh with after our luxury tax, who knows? But <laughs> the only thing I would love if they put a bottle out of hundred proof. Yeah. I'll go up to a hundred bucks on that. But So we're sitting in this liquor store and uh, we're all jonesing to go back. Like we found out the restaurant we had lunch with had dueling pianos that night, so we were gonna go back to the house and have a cigar, a couple of drinks and go up and so we come around and we're looking at the barrel picks and the gentleman behind the counter said, would you guys like to try them? And we're like, <laughs> I had like three bottles in my arms. I'm like, well, yeah, I'd like to try these before I buy them. So we end up trying on them and uh, he pours that 92 and he goes, uh, you know, it, it comes in at like, what is it, like one, I think he said 121, something like that, 124. And he goes, and that's really hot. You just need to let it breathe. And I was like, man, that's not hot if your day starts at 127. He starts uh, laughing. <laughs> it should, it's on the front, on the bottom. Oh yeah, 125 proof. Yeah. What's the What's the one from down there? 25 proof. 125. Yep, 125. There you go. <coughs> Bless you. And uh, yeah, it was funny. So we ended up. We actually we were in that damn liquor store in probably 35 minutes. Well, I've been looking for one of those uh, whistle pig 10 pigs. That's an actual like pig. Yeah. It looks like a long hot dog, only a pig. And um, but it was like 300, and I was like, there's too many other things, you know, on my scope right now. But they had a lot of nice stuff, and the gentlemen that ran it were great. Uh, they also showed us a um, very exclusive packaging on some sort of distillery. Out of Tennessee, right? It was, yeah, but it was Tennessee bourbon, and it was marking Mario Andretti, maybe? That's right, Formula One driver. Yeah. Yeah, and it had no, the... No, it was Indy 500. Indy 500, sorry. I, I'm my bad. I know that's a formula. Is that the car, though? It's a... Yeah, I, I think I think they're just Indy. Indy car. Okay, sorry. So my it's bad. an Indy 500. There's a lot of different classes in that Indy thing, I think, but we're not race boys. Yeah, I don't know I don't fucking shit know. about racing. But... It was really, really cool. Um, yeah, I had that pewter top on it, kind of like the Boss Hogs do and Blanton's, but it was his car. And yeah. actually a really uniquely, I mean, it was, it looked like a Hot Wheel, but it was pewter and it probably weighed three pounds, you know? It was really, really cool. Um, and then we were sitting there and I want to talk about the glass you're drinking out of. Now this, we're not going to get too far into this because we are going to be doing a podcast with one of the owners of this distillery, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, in a month, I think, or so, just waiting on them to be professional and finish. But uh, um, <laughs> we land in the world's smallest airport. Like, uh, I want to say the entire airport may have been smaller than your house in your backyard. That's true. Yes, sir. We boarded the plane right. I here. would say if you took my lot size, that was the whole airport with the with the, the landing with the with the flight trip. Yeah. But um, and uh, we come in, and as I'm walking in, I look over and I go, oh, Burnt Church Distillery. <laughs> come in. Uh, you guys went over to get the bags and the golf bags and all that, and I'm standing there waiting on to get the rental car, and you come walking over. I was like, dude, go walk around that corner. It's just big ass fucking you know sign for Burnt Church. Okay, there you go. It was in our minds. We go to the liquor store, and uh, did he give us the pamphlet for Burnt Church? How did I get the pamphlet for Burnt Church? At Burnt Church. No, 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 the pamphlet before we went. Remember, it showed the tasting Maybe it was. Maybe we picked it up at the uh, liquor store. Yeah, might have. Um, And we ended up going to this distillery that 
goes down in my book as one of the most unique, uh, coolest fucking places to drink whiskey. Well, I, mean, I would say this. I would say after talking with him, and we won't go into depth because, like Mark says, we're going to get a chance to. But we've been at some big distilleries that are huge money. Here's a couple of guys who started a distillery. And I, listen, I'm a contractor. I've been building stuff for 25 years. Uh, these guys, it's like every once in a while, they'll come a, a group of people that put something together, which all the way down to the napkins, I, I couldn't find any fault in the place. Nothing. It was amazing. The gift shop, the food, the, the bourbon, the people. It was fantastic, and of course we'll talk more about it, but yeah. the architecture was like a church. It was insane. And uh, we went in there and we tasted on some whiskeys, and uh, three of them came home with us, so that should tell you something. Um, we bought two of the same. Oh, and three you got, bottles, sorry. I got, the, you, I got the rye and the... So I bought a rye, and then you and the, got... Anita. 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 That you had the night before. Yeah. And said it was great. And the funny thing is, before we left, I'm like, Mark, have you checked it out? Is there any cigar bars? And he's like, uh, as far as I know, no. Yeah. So at the end of us leaving, we say to the owner, I says, hey, is there any good cigar bars? And he goes, oh, matter of fact. Well, you asked because he had that shitty, <laughs> no offense, Sean, he had that shitty humidor in his, in his uh, sales room. Yeah, he had like what? Um, Patron, I, I, which is in everything. Boxes were closed, and then there was some Mexican cigar back there. I have no idea yeah. what it is. Yeah. But, um, and then he said, oh, yeah, there's a real nice one right down the street. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So we piled the whole crew in, drove down the street. There's like 20 bikers in front of this place. And I'm like, oh, boy, I've not been to a good cigar bar where there's like 20 bikers. Their bikes are parked out in front. But as soon as we gathered our crew and got out of the car and we're heading in, they all left. Yep. And walked in and were just blown away by his style, how he laid his place out. All right, so let's do this. So we walk in, and I think we both were like, all right, now, this, I like the look, you know. But then we like, this guy's selling vinyls, and, you know, the bar's got like five seats. Me, personally, I don't know about you, but I was like, all right, let's go check this humidor out. You know, we're going to find something to smoke. Well, I wasn't going to buy a record. I did not expect, and you know what? That's on me. That I'm just gonna chalk that up to lounge snobbiness. I think, uh, you know, I look at that like that's South Carolina's crew. Uh, Smokers Abbey. When you pull up to this place, you're like, Wes told me to come here. <laughs> right. It's in a little bitty strip mall. You, if you were going down the street, it's like a three little storefront and you walk in and you go okay i see there's some interesting shit going right. on here so we cruise in there and uh start getting a feel for it we get a little spot we sit down won't hash it out again as we said earlier we went in the humidor and the rest is history and now we're smoking viaje craft series yeah what and do you by think the way what do you so think far? of this cigar uh, so it's cheating for me because i smoked it five days ago yeah. Six days ago. I really like it. I, th I think it's, when you look at it, I'm, I'm just going to get, don't know any of the blend information, right? But would you not call that a, it's either a Habano or a San Andreas Broadleaf? 
See the veinage and everything? Yeah. It's real toothy. Um, I mean, I would say San Andreas. But I think it's got such a really cool sweetness to it. But I don't know what, but it's just got a This cool is not going to be a Nicaraguan Puro, though. Uh, to be honest, fucking He's, I mean, he, doesn't he? Well, craft series, so... I don't, I don't, I don't but know. I'm just saying, this is full body, and there's pepper, and there's some, a lot of flavor. I mean, this is a pretty potent cigar, and I don't think it's the most perfect pair uh, pairing with a 1792 full proof, because the full proof is about the same thing. They're, um, they're okay, so it. this is Viaje for the Love of the Leaf. That's what this craft series is. This is actually 2018. Sorry, 2018. Um, a Nicaraguan Puro. All wow. the tobaccos are from Aganorsa, um, which does uh, Aganor does JFK, Kyle Gallus at Warped, everything like that. Uh, it's a Nicaraguan Criollo. Wow. Wow. Beautiful, man. It's. I'm not reading anything else as they start talking taste and shit, but. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I really like it because I know the drinks we had that night. I had a somebody got me a Guinness, which <laughs> you went carbops. I thought that was funny as shit. Um, and then we had a pour. What pour did you get us? Sazerac, Sazerac rye. Yeah, because we haven't had any Sazerac rye in we have some not. time. We have not. And then I got us a pour of. They had E. H. Taylor single barrel. Yeah. Which was sixty six dollars, and I. I haven't had it in forever. I thought that was fine. You said that was too much. Do we just have two? Two, yeah. Well, you can find them anywhere from 14 66 to... each, a pour. They were what? $66 a pour for two ounces. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, last what, time I saw... What, 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 was it just a small batch? Single barrel. Not small, oh. single barrel. Okay, that's why. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just said that place on fire if that was small batch. Because small batch, usually 14 to $19. You can go down to Cape Girardeau right now and buy that bottle for 48 bucks, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and you've, we've, you've bought me a bottle mm-hmm. up the street at the gas station, which still blows oh, my mind. Oh, speaking of that, we still have to, I have to go there. I need to go there next week. He's got a little book in. I need to replace my little book because someone took my kindness too far. Wow. That's crazy. Not obviously not that year, but I can replace another year. But um, yeah. So and then we did that, and I smoked this through all of those, and yeah, that's why I was confused when you were like, "That's that." You told me that's expensive. I'm like, "Fuck, man! I've, I haven't had single barrel in years." Now it makes sense. Yeah. Because um, um, I asked him, I went up there, and I was like, "Hey, I can't really," because he had it turned. You know what I mean? Like the label wasn't outward, and I'm like, "I know." E.H. Taylor can be a slight shade of yellow different, and it's something incredibly rare. And I was like, what is that? He goes, single barrel. I'm like, are you sure it's not small batch? He goes, bro, it's single barrel. I was like, all right, two of those. So 66 hours, two ounces. I don't think that's fucking terrible. But, um, and I smoked it through that. And what I remember about the cigar, through the entire cigar, is I remember there being this sweetness to it. It was just, it's sweet. And obviously we're not talking sugar or chocolate or candy or anything like that, but it's there's just a sweetness to it. And it's smooth as shit. There's no no effort at all. You know, it's it's I'm not saying it's tough what we do, because we basically just let everybody know and have fun. Um, and we taste these things. But 
like I've said a couple times before, there's just a lot of good stuff out there right now. And the same way with cigars. Now, me and you, we fly around kind of what, you know, our staples are, boutique cigars, kind of. Every once in a while, we'll have a Fuente or, you know, a Patron or, you, you know, one of the old standards or whatever that's always fantastic. But, <clears throat> I mean, everybody's making good cigars. Um, and we don't ever talk about Craft Imperial stuff, hardly ever. But, I mean, even for a couple boys here locally who put a line out, I mean, I think our stuff uh, ranks right in there with those as the boutique line that we're doing. I 100% agree with you. And, you know, it's like it's like we, we had talked about this, too, when we released the cigars. Like, there's a reason we don't do Craft Imperial every single episode, because that just becomes redundant. And, you know. Well, but, we're a podcast. We're trying to give other options. Exactly. And, and like, like you just said, you know, so there's this thing I, I want to, I'm going to, we're going to talk about when we get done. I want to need your help with that we're going to do for the Patreon and stuff. Real simple shit. But it's things like what you just said, you know. So we're we were in that we were in that that liquor store and I really really wanted to buy those bottles that red corn shit. Yeah. But the conversation had to take place. It's like okay, dude. So, and we had our ladies with us. So it's I like, got eh. I got two bottles. You we got stayed a there bottle. An hour easy. Oh fuck yeah. You got a bottle. Even if the cigar shop didn't take place, we were gonna have to move shit around to make sure suitcases weren't overweight and this and that and you know. It just, sometimes you, it sucks that you can't, like, it would have been so cool that if we could have just won off, when we got to Peaceful Henry's, sat down, popped up, did an episode real quick. And, quite frankly, we haven't even mentioned the four-pack I bought from Bardstown. <laughs> I know you haven't, but that's... Four of their top, like, one of them in there is $200 a bottle, and I was very surprised that it was $34. There was only one on the shelf. And it was so funny when you brought it up and you're checking out because we put everything in the same box, you know? And uh, the guy goes, oh, we only have one of those left. You're like, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> no shit, guy. But you know there are some guys, some stock guys, and if they're the owners and they're there talking to people, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, after we left, he put one more up on the shelf. Right. I know how that works. Uh, but dude, I used to do, hey, okay, I used to do it all the time with cigars. The same way with the, hey man, the Mario you, Andretti, want we've right only now. got one more box, and then we buy it, and they're like, they, yeah, that, put another one up there. And then that kid goes, I got one, he's got one, my brother's got one, my sister-in-law has one. I'm like, so how many bottles left? This is the last one. I'm like, that's five, bro. Yeah, maybe it's because they're not selling. Yeah, there's that, too. And you know what I say about big blown out packaging? That was a hell of a package. Hang on, and I'm going to say this, and please don't take this the wrong way, okay? Look, if a guy's ugly, a guy's ugly. If a girl's ugly, she can get a fake ass and tits, and now she's pretty, right? If a whiskey sucks, <laughs> fake ass and a tits on it, someone's going to buy it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I understand. I'm just, don't, please don't attack me. But when it, go, when it comes to ladies and it comes to whiskey... There ain't no fake in that whiskey that night, but I have seen some women <laughs> that they look like they're fucking Hollywood uh, the night of. And then in the morning, you like chewed your fucking arm off to Dude, get out of the bed and out of there. Speaking of that, left turn. Put together by the Crayola Have you heard about this place? Uh, oh, I heard it today. It's in San Francisco, I think. It's a hangar with three different private jets. 
that you can come in and pay for 15 minute time slots to take pictures as if you're flying around in the jet. It's a real place. It's for like these influencers and shit. No one's really flying. Okay, you're, I know you're going to find this hard to believe, but um, you know, when you say something, it just tags shit in my head. There's a place up where I-70 meets 270. You make a right, and there's there used to be a restaurant up there called Jewel, and it's still there. We had a, a reunion. I don't remember which one. Let's say it was the 30th. That seems a little... Hang on, long. real quick. You go to your reunions? The, the early ones. Uh-huh. Maybe it was a 20. <laughs> anyway, <Okay. laughs> we go in there, and the, all the click gets together. Yeah. There was a bar two clicks down, and it was the inside of an airplane. They had done the whole walls just like an airplane, and you oh, could look out the cool. window, and they had shit. And I also went to one like that in a basement bar in Aspen. Well, we went down to the basement and the basement was all set up like an aircraft. Speaking of that, there's this place that opened. It's in it's right outside of Phoenix in Arizona. And it was it was a they knocked it was an old mall that shut down. They knocked down half of it. And from the outside, it just looks like this tan brick building. I want to say it's called the inclusive. When you go inside, there's four bars. You buy tickets to their hour and a half minimums, but they are live action moving sets. So one of them's the train car. And when you go in, you're in the bar cart of the train. The windows are TV screens and the conductor starts the train. And it looks like you're going through, when you look out the window, you're looking at LED screen, you're going through the fucking, you're going through France and you're in here doing these craft cocktails. Then there's one that's under the sea like you're in a submarine, and when you're looking around, like you touch the screen, the fish flies away and shit. It's wild. Wow. Did just remind me of that when you said the airplane thing? Yeah, I'd like pretty to fucking go to cool. that place. Yeah, oh, I want to too. I saw the mo- most expensive underwater hotel, and it was very similar to that. I mean, you could shower. Everything was underwater. The whole bedrooms, everything. The fish. Isn't there looking- something funny about saying showering underwater? Yeah. Yeah. I know this but when they said most expensive, air, but... I said, yeah, I'm probably out. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. When you list it most expensive, that means it's it's not, but it's way out of our Right, range. like I don't range. even, you know, fuck Tom that. Cruise and Lopez are hanging out. Yeah. I don't know. Tom Cruise rated it. Fuck that. Um, anyway, yeah, so did that. Dude, how about golf, man? Well, let me just tell you how our golf game started, because me and you haven't legitimately played did we play all fall? No. We didn't play all of fall. Dude, I haven't I haven't played a round of golf. That was the first round I'd played since you and I oh no, you and I went and hit golf balls at <laughs> we didn't even play golf. So me and Mark pull up was, this very exclusive golf club. We go in, we get all of our shit, get everything stacked, get all of our beer in there, and yeah, as we're why leaving. Why do we always show up when everything's under repair? Yeah, it was under repair. But if that woman kept saying, Y'all want limes? Yes. Um, I said, yes, I yes, want some limes. some limes. And so our carts are flying past the driving range, and all of these guys swing, swing, and they're hitting them straight. And I said to Mark, you think we should warm up? He's like, are you kidding me? We don't need to warm up. So we dally up to the, the well, we shot from the whites. We get up there. Mark goes first. He always does. 
and he, you know he doesn't even really stretch. He gives it a big wind up and oh, man, hits smack. it. Smack the shit out of it. There was a big like tree about 20 yards to the right. Smacks it and hits it, and I just start busting out laughing. In my defense, I killed that tree. Yeah. So then uh, the Bourbon Cowboy gets up there, gives a little stretch, winds up, smacks it hard. Same Boom. tree. Hits the same, same limb, spot. same tree. And I'm like, all right, all right, we're ready to go. Now that we got that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, let's throw another ball down there. And then we, you know. We got to work. Yeah, we got to work. Saw the largest alligator I've ever seen in my fucking life. Well, largest guy? alligator we've ever seen roaming on the golf course by That's the water. True. That's true. That yeah. guy was big, dude. And, of course, I said, well, I want to go down there and take a picture. I'm like, and hey, then, don't forget, they run 22 miles an hour. <laughs> Fucking right. Linda goes, you got to run in zigzags. You can't catch you. I'm like, okay. What the fuck? I was like, you know, I was a running back. <laughs> but then I'm thinking, you know, he's going to videotape this. Yep. And I just pictured myself on YouTube. Look at this I stupid have have motherfucker. Proof, I have to have proof of the life insurance. I'm like, yeah, he's got my leg. <laughs> so I stayed a fair distance. Uh, it was super cool. Beautiful course. There's a freaking lighthouse on it. Remember that? That lighthouse yeah. right there by the by the bathrooms? Yeah. We had some great shots. We had a great time. Your drive turned on in like 12. You know, that shit stopped going left and right and all of a sudden just I had a couple, but then... 3.30, just pff, missiles. I Probably the... And, and normally, I'll have two or three, and then whatever I was doing right fades. But I kind of kept it going for the last five drives um, that were five par. We, you know, we had some par threes where we were using our irons, and um, those weren't too bad. I think we were having too good a time to putt great. Yeah. Um, and we had people behind us. Although I felt like they gave us, um, when we would go to each hole, they would say this hole should take you 38 minutes. They, yeah, they, so that's a PGA course, dude. So they were like PGA tournaments play there. So I was they like 38 were, minutes. They were telling you your rate wow. of play. Like so, the rate of play for 18 there was four hours and 16 minutes. We finished in four hours and 26. So I, uh, for us. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and call that a fucking win right there. Because that's, I mean, they expect you to play. I, I believe when the math comes down, you're allotted 11 and a half minutes per hole. Then you have distance travel to the next hole. Uh, obviously, when you come around the turn, they I think they allot 10 minutes for, you know, clubhouse, bathroom, whatever. That's how they time that thing out. But Well, the golf was good. And uh, the whole trip we were there, except the day we were leaving, we got like three hours of sunshine that day. Mm-hmm. That was about it. Bro, it got cold on Saturday, on Sunday. Uh, probably high of 48. We maybe? got cold on Sunday, yeah. And we went down to Harbor Town. We were at Salty Dog, um, and it it was fucking cold, dude. All right. So anyway, to wrap up that trip, yeah, it was wrap fantastic. That up. It's the first trip uh, the Hodges and Murrays have done kind of together. Well, with Linda. Now, we did do a Murray-Hodge trip to Weston um, last year, end of last year, right. December. But this was our first one outside of Key three, West four years ago, yeah, Key West. Key West in 19. And it seemed to be a success. And um, But we haven't even 
This is the first time we've been on the air since Super Bowl. Super Bowl. And I want to lead off with, uh, oh, real quick, uh, you know Bill Seething owns bootleggers. Let's give a quick shout out to his wife, Robin. She went to emergency surgery today. She is okay. Um, she ruptured a hematoma on her kidney. Wow. And, uh, yeah, uh, she ran into surgery. He called me on the way here and said that she is good to go. They're out of the hospital. Everything's fine. So just, you know, for Bill, sorry, dude, that sucks. I hope she's all right. Yeah, man, Good I job. hope you. I hope she's better. You <laughs> and, guys uh, are all together. one better. more shout-out from our trip uh, to Chef Sego, EE2. All right, now. Yeah. Sego. Fucking 22-plate breakfast every morning. That's yeah, she can cook some bacon and eggs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And another shout-out to, uh, and I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, I like a little creamer in my coffee, and I always am frustrated because... Oh, that Chobani. That Chobani. And I just already bought one. And Fuck I yeah, like dude. it. It's a little less sweet than my whatever else I do. I like the sweet. I don't get the French hazelnut or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, I can't. I just like a little sweet. Just something to break it up. See... And this Chobani, I kind of like it. Before we get into the football, we got to talk about cigar too, but like... I'll never forget when I, we were talking about coffee, and you always, you put shit in your coffee. I have I never, do. I have recently, like, remember when I got that Bones coffee stuff I brought back from Key West? I'm starting to find, I don't like, I don't put anything in coffee. I, I can't, it gets too sweet, shit starts tasting like weird flavored milks to me, I don't like it. But, right now I've got that um, Jack's Holiday, it's the kind of the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas theme. It's a pumpkin... Cold, or pumpkin full full brew. So it's a heavy coffee. They season the bean with something. So you grind so you're it saying and it's you drip a seasoned it. coffee. Yeah. That shit, I'm all on board on that. Yeah. I love that. I I, I got to bring you a bag of that. I got a whole fucking box Green of Green Mountain. Um, I just so happened to see it on the thing for like three bucks. And so I grabbed it. And um, now I can drink that pretty well straight. I have some Death Wish coffee. We had that at Cigar Vault that one time. That yeah. shit made me sweat. And um, I had like three cups of that and I had a monster that morning. But normally, like, like Thanksgiving or whatever, I, I get a bottle of um, bourbon cream. And we have some of the creams, you know, the whiskey cream. Like the Kentucky cream? Yeah. 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 And I like those uh, Christmas time or whatever. I like those. Christmas time. All right, so before we dive in, let's talk the cigar again real quick. How's it building on you? I think it's a fantastic cigar. Are you picking any of the sweetness up at all? Well, I'll have to come back to that. I know I the foolproof is playing on it and the caramel and everything like um, that, but... Yeah, I, I, I want to say yes. It does have a nice... Traditional Nicaraguan play to it, you know, little subtle spices, a little dry, but it's it's not it's not dry like you know cotton mouth pulling the moisture away from your mouth. It's just a, a steady even keel of smoke. Now, would you say this draw on this cigar leaves a dry taste in your mouth or leaves it wet? Dry taste, but leaves the moisture. Huh. So I guess that's where you could play with. People say leather, or they say hay, or they say wood, right? That's, that is what I'm translating that to, you know? 
Very subtle spice. It's definitely apparent when you retrohale it. That's when you start second. getting the spice. Did you say there's Corojo in here? It's Criollo, the rapper. Oh, Criollo. Criollo. Um, all right, we'll come back to that, and we'll move on to our next pour here in a few minutes. And All right, so let's let's do the big fucking issue right away, and then let's recap on our Super Bowl. But you saw two more people got arrested in that shooting at the parade, right? The juveniles that they detained are involved. And they arrested an 18-year-old and a 22-year-old, 23-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. You see their statement? No. Being dumb kids? No. 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 You you shot 22 people and you killed a woman. Uh, Dumb kids is getting in a fight, maybe picking up a two-by-four and really hurting somebody in the head. That's being stupid. Sure. Shooting someone? Automatic weapons? Everybody having guns and just start open firing on... A crowd of people. If you guys are in an alleyway and want to get on and kill each other, that's one thing. But when you're in a crowd of people and whatever. Still not okay, but fuck, come on. No, but I mean, that at least, you know, you you makes, well, that really doesn't make sense. They said there was a million people downtown that day. And and this is, this sounds horrible when I say it. I've heard myself say it three times in conversation. You're lucky it was only 22 people you hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I mean, fuck, first man. of all, I can see a handgun, but they keep... Now, when they say a shotgun, I, I'm thinking shotguns. How are you carrying shotguns around? They haven't shown the weapons yet. They also said automatic weapon, so there's no... I mean, Well, the guy are, said it fell out was like uh, 16 inches long. Um, I don't know what that is. Uzis or whatever the hell they... No, that's, I, I'm not that's, a gun guy. That's a fully automatic weapon. That's not a... 16 inches, base the barrel, that's, you're looking at a carbine style weapon. Okay, well you know your weapons better than me. But, um, anyway, it's just that, that issue there, man, I mean, like, you know, because I remember initially when it happened, everybody was like, oh my god, they're trying, I'm like, no, here's the thing, if that was some kind of coordinated attack, they just shot the players and they were on stage. This took place about 10 minutes after the end of celebrations, people were dispersing, they were leaving. Right. You know, and then this shit happens, you know, not the, there's no good thing that came from it. I feel, I don't, I mean, this sounds fucking stupid. I donated $50 to the fund, you know, and did my fucking little piece. But, um, hopefully that, that young woman who passed, I mean, shit, she was, I think she was like 38. I mean, she's not, it's terrible. She had two kids. Was it with the kids and, and her she husband, was like, a, um, a DJ. Yeah. For a she radio station. And spin- uh, records or whatever she did. She was and... a, for a radio station. She was a for a radio station. Oh. Did a lot with the Chiefs. Or, you know, in KC Sports Network and stuff like that. Right. And, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm at work and I'm watching the parade and then I see that come through and, you know, you checked on Jim and initially they thought it was fireworks. Remember that? Right. Um, but what I did think was cool is, and I'm getting really tired of... People get so fucking bored in their lives that any good thing that somebody does, they try to make it a publicity statement. So, obviously, you watch the parade. Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, some of those guys are pretty intoxicated, having a good goddamn time. Maybe shouldn't have grabbed a mic and talked on stage. Whatever, they're doing their thing. All this stuff comes out, how they're horrible role models, and people shouldn't attain to be them because they're drunk and blah, 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 blah. That's ridiculous. Then, right... So Travis or Jason or Jesus Christ, Patrick Mahomes or maybe it was Brittany Mahomes, 
they were getting IVs the next morning. They posted they were getting IVs, right? And they tried to target that. They're like, these IV companies are wrong for providing resources for people to drink too. They, you know, they tried to alienate it, right? So then I want to say it was Saturday, Friday. Parade was Wednesday, right? Yeah. Yes. Friday, Patrick and Brittany Mahomes went to the hospital and visited every single person in that hospital that was a, that, that was injured and was there for any said reason, right? Then they donated a hundred grand. Taylor Swift donated a hundred grand. Travis Kelsey donated a hundred grand, right? And then I want to say the KC movements up yeah, over a million already. That just goes to show you what a great group. My problem is they're trying to attack that. They're trying to make it seem like oh they're only doing that because of what was said about him earlier. I'm like, oh, hang on, man. I don't think don't so. Don't do that nonsense. There's shit said every day about whatever you post or whatever. I don't Come think on. it's that. I think it's just a, a great group of guys who are on a quest to do, you know, to make history. And um, it's just fantastic. It's in our state. We get to be a part of it. And um, I, 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 my hat goes off to them for participating and going there and doing uh, those type of things. Yeah. And um, the the one thing I thought was funny was the mayor said they may have to think about this the next time there is a, a celebration. Like, for example, if they would win again next year, there would be some thought about not having a parade. And, I, and, and he goes, no, but... No, you can't do that. Hold on. Then he went on to say, but the St. Patty celebration will go forward. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. You're you're gonna get a bunch of uh, crazy would, uh, drunk Irishmen, right? Everybody's you're gonna Irish let that go the... like whatever five six weeks after that. But what I would say is I would agree with that sentiment in his statement if that had been a coordinated attempt at an attack. That was a bunch. And here's here's the issue. Here's the one issue with it. It's open streets with control of traffic for vehicles, right? There is, I don't, I don't think there's any feasible way, unless you bring the National Guard in, that you can set up metal detectors and have flow of traffic to bring a million plus people into downtown Kansas City. Not to mention, we've got probably the laxest, most the lax. most lax good. Um, gun control state in the country. Not the most, but we're close. Or one of them. We're good. I mean, well. Okay. Look, I, you know I, I, you believe the same thing. You're allowed to have a fucking weapon. I, it's the goddamn Second Amendment. It, it was written long before any of us were born. You are allowed to have a weapon. Keep the weapon. I'm all here for that. But, you know, I never used to agree with that adage that guns don't kill, kill people. People kill people. No, stupid people with guns kill people. And that's okay? exactly what happened. And that's what happened. It's a bunch of arrogant assholes that were... Look, in my day, fuck, even your day, all right? You run your mouth at me, and I'm so agitated. Let's go fist the cuff, and I never got to fucking see you again, man. Right. Right? Bang it out. Get over it. Now, th- that probably started as a fight. And then two assholes start shooting at each other, and t- you, you shot ten kids. Right? They, as far as I'm concerned, you give them the death penalty for that. I don't give a shit. Well, I will you know, say one positive thing is happening is um, with these shootings, they are holding, um, and this is probably doesn't line up with the same thing. This doesn't. I know where you're parents, going. Yeah. 
um, have to kind of know what their kids are doing, and I get the relationships of the fathers maybe are not there or whatever, but they are holding, you know, in some of these shootings, the parents. Well, I want to let's talk about the Michigan one. After I don't want to get into that on here, but yeah, I, I do want to talk about that because that one was fucking wild. But all right, why don't you pour our next ninety-two? So we're gonna go to the bottle we got in South Carolina, and then now. Let's get off the somber. I truly hope that everything's well up there. We will share uh, on the Patreon and on the Instagram. I've done it a few times already, but the KC Strong uh, setting, it's their, um, it's the uh, donation app that they use for the families. I'll make sure I share all that. But, yeah, cool. All right, Super Bowl. We won. We fucking did it, baby. How about that party, though? We were, I was pacing in the back. I couldn't, I couldn't stay. I yes, freaking first the time fuck I out. saw you do I that. I was freaking the fuck out. We needed yeah. to win. Right. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Go ahead and start that off. What do you think? How about the game? So, of course, um, we, because of the weather, we did three straight playoff games in the Hodge Garage in here. Uh, Wild card divisional championship, right? Yep. Yes. And then, of course, we move it to the Big Kahuna um, pool party. You know, Mark. We got that. Hey, it's tradition cooked a now, couple baby. sides of beef brisket, and the whole family and crew was there. And we got in and we got going, and um, it was stellar, man. We did have one fly in the ointment. You know, we're rocking and roll. Hey, there's the big white yeti. Woo! And then, you know, next thing I know, the 49ers score, and somebody jumps out of their seat. And I'm like, what? Oh, God damn it, Dave. I'm like, where the hell did Dude, you come from? Hang on. I didn't even notice. He's like, notice, oh, come on, man. I didn't even notice that jersey. I didn't pick. I gave him a hug. I, I looked at him. I was like, he I was like, come on. I was like, you're drinking my booze. Uh, you're eating my food. You're smoking my cigar. <laughs> he looked at me. He was like, okay, baby. You want to go? Apparently, uh, I lost 100 bucks. Dara? Dara, yeah. Was the same way in the other room. Yep. And the girls were like, uh, wh- what? Anyway, I'm kind of kidding about it, but it, it was irritating. Oh, no, we're still pissed. It, came it was kind of irritating a couple of times. Yo, Davey Dukes, when you hear this, you fucked up. <laughs> anyway. Um, to, to give you some reference on that. It just was a total typical Chiefs win. Hang on, for Dave, to give you reference on that, the wild card, he's like, let's go to a... Buffalo, he goes, ain't no way Chiefs win Buffalo. Jacks Allen going to run all over your ass. <clears throat> he goes, AFC, baby. This is where Ravens all day. <clears throat> and I was like, hey, yeah. still see your Super Bowl? He goes, yeah, buy him a McCaffrey jersey. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Keep I that, still keep see that Lamar going. spinning like yeah. a top. Keep that attitude going next year, too. I can't fucking wait. But, yeah. Yeah, so... We're outside most... Some people hung out with us for a while. I've come to find out it's you, me, and Max. What the fuck are ones outside? Romy hung in there. That was pretty dope. We had a good time. We're watching the game. Man, it was... Normally, uh, Romy's where the, the Miller Light is. Yeah, well, good thing I had the Miller Light outside. Yeah. Because he, at, at about the third quarter, he's like, uh, hey, bro. I fucking love that guy. I'm um, like... Uh, Murray said he had some Miller Lights stashed away here. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'll find 24 out. of them, bro. <laughs> I don't know how many went through that night, but... He went through quite a few on the um, the Bills game, the Ravens Ravens game, game. yeah. But uh, dude, I thought the game was um, 
was good. I really, I, I really think watching it, I got a little respect for Brock Purdy. He's not as young. He's a good quarterback, man. He I thought they well. played a better than and I thought. That was a clash of defenses. And but here, here's the thing I said about that game too. I know we're gonna kind of fast track through it a little bit, and I'm gonna jump to the overtime thing real quick. That bullshit about 49ers play saying, "Oh, we didn't know the rule." That's, oh, he stole my lunch. You know, that's that whiny shit. Okay. Um, if that game was so well matched and I really enjoyed, I mean, it was stressful, dude. I fucking, I was back here hoping Bucker at the 57 yard pacing in my backyard. I didn't fucking know what was going on. Um, but I also was trying to win a thousand dollars that night and it paid out. So that worked. But, um, you know, you got money ticket. It's fucking crazy. But, um, to see the game play out. It was the perfect chess match. And I just want to say it one more time. We are in the era of football. Now, you've got about a decade, I think. Honestly, I feel it's only five more years. I don't think Mahomes plays past 33. I don't. He's too smart. He's too smart. You're watching the evolution of the greatest quarterback to ever play football. And what I mean by that is... Patrick Mahomes is not feared in the first quarter. He's not feared in the second quarter. Shit, he's not feared in the third quarter. He's feared with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think he's feared with 13 seconds left. Well, there's that too. Or he's feared with <laughs> eight seconds. What? Literally, we're sitting outside, and all three of us, as soon as we saw Nicole Hardman check back right, we started celebrating. He was wide open. It was over. And if you've gone back and watched some of the quarters, which I've only done it twice, I watched Gimmers the, watched the whole game through. three times yeah. already. Um, let me tell you, there was uh, plenty of opportunity for us to win earlier because um, Rice was open, wide open a couple times. Also, I've said this twice already to you. If we'd have made a couple more mistakes... Absolutely. We wouldn't be happy about this Super Bowl. Yeah. There wouldn't have been a shooting in Kansas City, at least not on live TV. That's why I, I keep saying to myself, I like our chances next year because I thought we played poorly. We made some poor decisions, but we did just enough at the right time and got hot at the right time and did just enough to win another Super Bowl. And... Uh, I just feel like we're going to make some changes, and I'm hoping we're a little more consistent next year. Well, and here's my point of view. I'll say this again. Christmas Day, I'm watching the Chiefs lose to the Raiders. I looked at the family. Are you stopping the Super Bowl party? I was like, yeah, it ain't going to be red and gold up in this bitch. Or red and yellow. It's going to be like, probably rooting for the fucking Ravens. I said that. But... I also said, and you know, it, it's sports, right? That at any fucking point, without as the long Miami as you game, get in the game, the, the Miami game, game was that was set in stone. Miami was not winning in that weather. Sorry, the, the Chiefs could have folded and they wouldn't have won. Not gonna happen. The Bills, if they slipped, could have been over. The Ra- the Ravens game surprised me because that was the one where they, when they won that game, you and I were sitting right here, finished our cigar, looked at it, I was like. It's over. We won. It's over. Now, I honestly expected the Chiefs to go into that Super Bowl and fucking put up 48 points. 
I really did thought we would dominate. I thought a little that. Bit I think I said it did. was going to be 37 19. I was like, it's going to be fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. But that just shows. Look, man, <laughs> the Niners ain't no fucking joke, dude. No. Dude, they're not. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to run to the restroom. All right, I just let my little buddy sit there for. Okay, surprise. Some of these cigars, as we've talked before, you know, you have to not befriend them. That's what I always love about golf. You got to pick that right cigar that you know you're going to let it sit there at the uh, golf cart. A couple swings, you're back on it, and you take that first puff, and it's still right back on course. This one lived up to it. We got talking a little bit. I came right back to it, and there we go. It's still smoking. This is, when Mark gets back, we'll talk about the size of this uh, cigar. I feel like this is probably, um, I don't know, sizes are so crazy. I'd say this is a 54, 55. Um, It may be a 655, which seems strange. Um, But I still have a good four or five inches left. And we've been smoking on this, I bet, at least an hour. So this is a, a good hour and a half cigar, for sure. Sorry about that, backed up my hydration levels. I was saying, this cigar, um, what size is this? Uh, I believe the actual size is 6.5 by 52. Four. Oh, I was guessing maybe. like 55. Uh, 54. 654, 55. 6.54. Is this measured size? I think it's a, a. I really enjoy it. It's it's one that. Go back, find them again. I definitely get a box of these. Probably a good 90 minute smoke. You better. We you in know? on an hour. Now we're talking, so we're not giving all yeah, the attention right. to it. Yeah, right. And I want everyone to know, watching and listening, we're not relighting these because they're going out. At least I'm not. I'm over here by the garage. There is a slight breeze that's coming, and it is slightly moving it. But that's just, that could also just be tobacco or the way I lit it, too. So I didn't want to get that, be that rude about it. But I like it. Now they're coming in. We're about halfway through the cigar. It's probably three and a half, four inches left on it. Not halfway through, but... There is a little more of that spice coming in. That dryness is still setting in, but it's not It's not that, the, you know, I talk about Dominican cigars that I don't like much. It's because they dry your mouth out, certain ones. Um, this has that dry feel and that dry taste, but it leaves all the moisture there, and it's it's a sweet spice. Um, you could you could atone that to, like I said, leather or wood. Uh, it's not quite oaky. We've had some cigars that really put that oak through kind of kick in like a like a wood fire but yeah i'm always interested in what they mean by leather um but there is more of a little leathery whatever they dry taste i've felt that leather's kind of a feel or a texture more than a taste right because i've always asked people like this cigar is very leather forward. I want to be like, okay, so when's the last time you licked your new wallet? I don't understand. Like, how do you know what leather tastes like? 
If you're a gimp, cool, I'm in, whatever. But how do you know the let? You know what I mean? It's it's one of those not not uh, not dual play leathers, right? Now there's a smell of leather, you know. Definitely comes into some cigars. This my new Project Carbon case still smells like leather when you open it. It's almost perf per or, uh, perfume. It's what's the word for that? Yeah, like a perfume. Aromatic. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's very got, yeah. uh, a very uh, strong leather oh, yeah. still smell smell to it. Yeah. Fucking a month old. Open it and smell it. Yeah. It's fucking leather. Oh yeah, it's almost like a damp leather. Oh. Thank you. Perhaps uh, perhaps snake piss leather. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I like it. It's I'm really glad that we went to that shop for multiple reasons, but to build on our Viaje collection, to know it's just real it's enlightening to know that there's places that really pump Viaje like that. And I'm on a mission now to with all the shops that we work with all the shops that we know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm gonna start taking applications. We got to figure out who we need to chase Viaje with. I want it to happen, man. I need we need Viaje here in St. Louis. We need it because I want to. I want Viaje to be in that rotation like it is with Craft and Puro, Tatuaje, and Crownheads. Like I, I want it in that lo rotation. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, one of the nice things that came with the parade this year is you know last year there was a lot of questions obviously we had a holdout chris jones and uh i think this is one of the downfalls for fucking kelsey because you know everybody's waiting for kelsey Woo! you know he's gonna get up and do his thing well but at 9 30 that morning they showed him on a bus with a bottle of don julio 1942. okay i didn't see that yeah but anyway if he could have got up there in a reasonable time but you know, everybody had a, 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 you know, Jones took up a lot of time, but I love it that he's back in, he's yep. sold, he got his money. I, I think it was kind of a total fuck up at the end. He held out that long and missed the first game. But the fact of the matter is he's in for another three years. Spags is in for another three years. Reed is in. Now we just got to get Sneed. We got to be able to sign Sneed. Um, you know, everybody, you know, that's what journalists do. They start shit. So, you know, Kelsey, and Kelsey made the statement, as long as Reed's here, I'm here. Yeah, let's go, baby. Okay. I love it. So, Three more Reed's years. not going anywhere, so Kelsey's not going anywhere. Now, I heard we were going to have a hard time keeping Sneed. The, the issue that I'm reading is they're talking salary cap. But what they're not also saying is that, look, unfortunately, actually, if, if I'm... Brad Beach, I'm keeping Miko Hardman and I'm letting James go. And then Tony's out the door. Right? Well, I think they're better work minds that see these cats every day that you need, know who to hold. Need and not, who to there's no way. There's no way. Right? If if you but were what, what if some of these guys give up a little money? Because I always love Brady would are you give talking, up. Fucking Mahomes did it last year for Jones. I know he did. I know he did. And I'm saying you know, some of these guys, I mean, listen, you, I, everybody we know will never make as money as some of these guys. But in some way, oh, I know no, it's a no, bigger no. picture. They also belong to a player's union. 
um, and they represent other players. Right. But I think you need to restructure in a way that these guys can stay together because these days it's very hard to do unless you do well, and that's one of the things heavy that's, duty restructuring that Spag said. He goes, you know, uh, we're very excited. We're still, he goes, we're still going to have the youngest defense in the league for the next three years. Like no one, no one. It's just we're the oldest person on the defense is 29. Like that's not old, right? You know, they're all younger than me. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, and uh, by fucking almost a decade. Which is funny, but um, some over a decade. But uh, you look at even he said he goes, you know, teams change. There's nothing we can do about it. It's just the way it goes. But I think he has to say those things right now. You know, I always feel like March and April are the craziest months in the NFL season. Right? It's not the season, but the year of the NFL, because that's when the brash decisions are made. Right? Yep. The Niners lost that Super Bowl, and I don't think they should have fired their defensive coach. I think that was fucking stupid. Yeah. I don't see any reason you fired that man. That He did nothing wrong. He got outclassed by Andy Reid, but it's fucking Andy Reid, right? Andy Reid's been coaching longer than most of his defense has been alive. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fucking, it's insane. Um, but I don't think the Chiefs let Snead go. I don't. I think there's so much money that's going to be saved because Kadarius Tony's gone. He's fucking out. I would like to see James go number six because he didn't. You know, he's the one that got arrested on domestic battery in December and yep. let him go. Yeah, he's a good punt returner, but so is Michael Hardman. Let let him stay. Work him in. You know, uh, Sky Moore's going to be healthy this year. He's going to check in. The issue I'm worried about is Brandon Ayuk and Mike Evans are both going to free agency. If That's you're, the deep threat we're talking about trying yes, to Yes. If you're Brad Beach, do you want to go 11-5 and five and play in the wild card? Or do you want that weapon? But the problem is you're going to have to pay them Kelsey money. You're not going to pay him Mahomes money. Ain't nobody going to pay as much Mahomes. You're going to have to pay him Chris Jones money. You know, you can give, give these guys 17, 18, 19, 24 million a year to come over. If that shit happens, we're losing McDuffie or Sneed. One of them's going to have to go. And if you had to get rid of one McDuffie. of those, who would you? McDuffie. Well, uh, shit. And we got McDuffie it's from hard. the trade yeah. with Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyree Hill. It's hard because we still have a couple draft picks this year because of hard, that as well. It's hard because the reason that Sneed and McDuffie do so well is one, they are fuck. They put a stat up the other day about Lajarius Sneed. He was targeted 128 times on one on one man one on one, targeted 128 times this year, allowed one targeted touchdown and three receptions. That's, That's crazy. Perfect. That's perfect. I'm saying it's crazy. I mean, good. it's 99.3%. It's fucking insane. What are you talking about? The reason that's allowed to happen is because you had Trent McDuffie on the other side that was either playing the slot or free rushing the passer. If you have to let one of them go, you've got to have an 85 percentile that can work to be that good. But I'm hoping that they they work it out. 
you know. I mean, but you're also talking about the, the most selfless team that I've ever seen where, look, I, I look at, you don't know this to be true. These guys could be assholes as far as we know, right? Public image is one thing. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, Kelsey Mahomes, you know, they gave up a little cash to keep. Well, I just but, think when you get something going like this, you get a brotherhood and you want to make history. And I think people want to be here for that. Well, that's the thing. There hasn't been, except for the Kadarius Tony, who got a Super Bowl ring, by the way. I want you to remember that. That fucking asshole got a Super Bowl ring because he was active roster, NFL team during the Super Bowl. Got a Super Bowl ring for setting up offsides for Travis Kelsey's only touchdown ever thrown. Remember that. Um, with the exception of him, nobody nobody wants to go. And one of the coolest plays that Kelsey yeah. ever did. Nobody wants to go. Nobody wants to run. Why would you leave that? Why would you leave the opportunity that you're about to be a part, that you are an essential part of? Right? You're not practice squad that gets the ring because you're part of the team. You're literally responsible for shutdown defense. Practice squad doesn't get a ring? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Fuck yeah, they yeah. do. Every, every, if you're a part of the goddamn team, the organization to get a fucking ring. Yeah. Anyway. Let's talk rings. But hang on. They did you see so all cool. the guys smoking cigars in the locker room after? I did not. Oh, uh, it's it's awesome. So, did there, are there rings on the cigars? Can you tell what they're smoking? Uh, yeah, actually, I have a picture of it. I think they were Septimo. Hang on. Those rings are utterly amazing. How you wear one, though, it's just literally they're they're just well, crazy. you you don't right, right? Like, you, you you put it in a box. Uh, when me and Gavin were uh, doing some scouting, looking where he was going to go, I, I was in uh, one coach's, and he had a box of rings. It was very impressive. All right, there you go. Look at all the boys sitting there smoking. Got all the cigars going. There was one I thought I could see. Uh, it looks like, uh, I think they're Romeos, maybe. See? Boys all smoking. Oh, yeah. yeah. But um, I wanted to talk about that. So, you know, I'm not, I'm the world's least favorite Joe Burrow fan. I think everybody knows that about me. But the cigar in the locker room thing kind of started with Joe Burrow. When he was um, with Clint, uh, who, no, LSU. And they won the national championship. There's that picture of him. He's smoking a cigar in the locker room, doing his thing. Like the team was smoking. Now cigars in locker rooms have gone back. Fucking Jordan used to have a fucking smoke a party against Lusitania after every game he played. You know what I mean? Some of the rarest Cubans ever find in the world. He'd smoke them nobody's business. But since then, you started seeing it more and more in the locker room. Uh, the Chiefs didn't smoke cigars in the locker room last year. Huh. But you're also in Vegas, right? Let's oh. talk. Let's talk about that. So we'll be in Vegas this year for the Raiders game. You're still coming. Yes. When is that? It'll Probably. be. It'll be in October. Huh. It's got to be. What a beautiful stadium. You. I still just saying that. I, I know. No. I know. I've seen SoFi. Broke. And it's not really overly impressed me, but when you fly around. The moment you walk in the doors, 
of that fucking, it's, it's something else. Now, originally, I thought SoFi was supposed to be the most expensive stadium, but they said Vader costs like $2 billion. SoFi may be the most expensive, but most money doesn't mean best looking. Best opera. I'm telling you, dude, that fucking stadium is absurd. It's it's insane. I it's love the way they bring the field fantastic. out and they bring it back in. They actually have two different fields. Yes. Uh, that they can bring in and out uh, for college games, I believe. Yep. Well, um, because I did I didn't know this until during the, the weeks leading the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl when all the teams came in for practice and all that. And the Niners were complaining about the UNLV practice field, how it was too mushy or whatever. Did you know that the NFL runs a 181-point check system on the field? They check moisture, stiffness, uh, grade, length of grass. Uh, They do a tonnage. Like, if if three people are standing in one area, is it going to drop? Is it going to sink? Is it, does the ground move over time during play? Crazy shit like that. I, I had no idea that stuff happened. Did you know that? No, I, I had was no idea. just checking um, the Tomas still um, do and I was curious if the Tomas still do the fields. Um, I will say this, so we did just finish our 1792 foolproof taste off here. Yeah. They're both amazing. Oh, I forgot about that. Hang on, they're both amazing. I will, I really, really love, there's something special about this bottle we bought together down in, in Hilton Head. But I think that 19 bottle is better. I do too. When I first had it, it kind of blew me away. First of all, I didn't realize that was 18. I didn't either. Um, and when I, my first drink, I was like, holy shit. Right. I haven't had that. And you know why? Because we got two foolproofs from, they were barrel picks from Cats. Um, Casks. Yeah. Casks and, down in Cape Girada. Yeah. And we've been drinking on those yeah. for the last year or two. So this one's been sitting. And no wonder that was so sought after because it's amazing. I was trying to see. That's very good. If Toma. And I must not have put it in there. Let me let me see. I probably let me put that in again. My thumb's very big. Uh, is George Toma? But no, I think overall, you know, I, I, I bought us, um, you know, one of the reasons that the Chiefs are so fucking special to me and the reason that I'm going to continue every chance I get to find us more and more unique items is one, the Battlehawk love that we have and for being here in St. Louis, which for me is my, my hometown team is the Battlehawks, man. I mean, you know, the Red Sox are always going to be there. University of Hawaii football is always going to be there. And then, uh, you know, falling in love with the Chiefs, man. But that shit wouldn't have happened if, I mean, maybe organically it would have, but it was obviously 
fast-tracked by you and I meeting, you know, shit, we're almost a decade, big dog. <laughs> but um, I knew this Super Bowl, the first Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Now, the Chiefs had to win for me to make this statement, okay? If the Chiefs had to win, none of this shit fucking be sitting anywhere. Have the same flags hanging up, whatever. But I knew there was going to be Las Vegas-style releases and what i mean by that is i'm not talking about slot machines which i guarantee there's going to be chiefs players on slot machines and shit at least until the next time the super bowl's in vegas but i knew there was going to be fun fan art i knew there was going to be nfl licensed materials that were released you know extra special hats uh signage accessories clothing yada 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 so on and so forth so I hit up, I want to give a shout out to Hexhead Art. Um, I found them, or, uh, I want to say it was just a little thing on Instagram, one of those pop-ups, and they, they got me. I, I, I clicked on one. And it wasn't a scam, man. These guys put together these dope Vegas-style signs. And I got three of them, and I'm very happy with them. I ordered the hats, and I got one more thing coming. <laughs> I want to I want to highlight this so much because I think you know for for 15 years the Pro Bowl was at Aloha Stadium in Hawaii, right? Because it was it was the even though Hawaii is a state, it was the exotic area, you know, to fly to and you get your plane ticket and go there and then they moved it to Orlando and then it was in uh it's been a couple places Orlando. I think it's been in Orlando the past few years. But then the Super Bowls go around, right? And all the Super Bowls, when you're in a state playing in a stadium, it's a state, right? Okay? You're you're at SoFi. You're in Los Angeles. All right? You're in L.A. Cool. Right? Uh, you were, we were in Tampa. You're in Tampa. All right? If you're a cigar smoker, that's awesome for you. Right? You're in Vegas. Vegas is for everybody. First Super Bowl in Vegas. Chiefs win the first Super Bowl in Vegas. Now we have all this unique artwork like that. Like that sign, just it doesn't say Las Vegas on it anywhere. It looks like Vegas, though. It looks like something you yeah. would see in Vegas. And I, I, I love that. I think it's fun. I, I think you're going to expect to see the Super Bowl in Vegas more than you will elsewhere. Well, it typically, it's in New Orleans next year. It typically has been in New Orleans a lot. Um First one in Vegas. They have a, a, a they've had them in SoFi, California. Um, but Phoenix, here's it's been in it's been everywhere. So I just looked up George Toma, and this is what they call him: longtime NFL groundskeeper George Toma retired after Super Bowl last year. They call him. Um, The God of Sod. God of Sod, nice. George Toma. George Toma. Um, now, he has a son, Chip. That's funny I, because a lot of NFL players want to get away from Sod. He's or been, away from turf, sorry, away from turf. Right. He has been doing this since 57. Damn. All 50. He was the groundskeeper for all 57 Super Bowls. That's amazing. That's insane. That's awesome. They need to... So I hope I hope what they do is they put him in the Hall of Fame. He needs to get a golden head, too, because if he's done all those Super Bowls, 
he's the reason the grounds are taken so well taken care of and they he is the reason that the fields always look so good they and need to give him a golden bust and put him in the nfl hall of fame they, well they, of course they will and the funny crazy thing is is not many people know this but he was the groundskeeper for William Jewell when I was there, and I worked with him and his son um, as my work-study program. I got to work with George and Tip, uh, Chip, and it, it was amazing. They were great people to me, especially his son Chip was amazing. And I may try to just kind of find out a little bit about that and what's going on, but that that's an amazing career. Cool. I remember a quick story. I was wearing these Converse, and I, I like very lightweight shoes, and they're taped to my feet. Anyway, I had one that was just finally given out. I couldn't get any more of these Converse. He shows up before the game and gave me a, a brand-new pair of Chiefs Converse. You didn't play football on Chuck Taylors. No, these were Converse. Uh, Chuck Taylors. Converse is Chuck Taylor. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just like they were mesh, they were lightweight. Yeah, yeah. And um, he shows up and gives me these shoes, and I was like really kind of taken back by it. And I remember I made some of the best cuts I've ever made in that game. And, Wearing uh, Chuck Taylors? Yeah. Converse made in a football cleat. I'm pretty sure. I, I may still have them. I don't know. I'll Dude, that's them. fucking cool. So you know I've got a wicked Converse collection. Hmm. I got bands and Converse and Olakai. That's the fucking I'll shoes. I'll check into that. You that know, is cool, I mean, dude. That's just something I never talked about and never thought about until we just started talking. That about. is so cool. I, anyway, I didn't... he gave me a, a cool pair of shoes. He goes, "Yeah, this I got it out of the Chief Black Room." Shh. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, why don't you pick our next pour, or do you want to revisit these? No, let's okay. go. Okay, you got some stuff going. Let's try. We haven't um, had an old elk in a long time. We have not. Let's give a little old elk a shout. I got a fun. I um, think this one, and I think this is an oldie. Um, I think this is. I'll check this out. I think this is um, Lucas. Uh, oh, I know. This was probably purchased through um, Wildwood now, but it was leftover stock purchased they put through. Put a over it. No, yeah. it says. Yeah, yeah. It's Lucas. old Lucas before it became um But Dogwood. their stock probably went forward to them. Yeah, before it was Dogwood. It's probably not going to say the year, but it is a straight, uh, it's a single barrel, straight white whiskey, uh, 115 proof, the single barrel, and it's old elk. Let's go. And I would assume this is a few years back because we've gone through some old elks because lit obviously has had some barrel picks of old elk. Great barrel picks, too. To yeah. get better. We'll see what this tastes uh, like. Uh, give that a little cheers. Those are great glasses, man. Yeah. Oh, that's familiar. Wow. Just a perfect little blend of rye in there. And you know, coming off the 92, haven't put the cigar to it yet, but coming off the 92, you immediately run away from that caramel and that, maybe the sweetest is the 92, I don't know, that, that just all around palate tastiness that you get in 79 in the foolproof, right? But for me, there just has to be enough 
So you this have is that your corn. Slight peppering of rye. Yep. But then it's honey on the back. You've got just enough. You got that 51% corn, and then you've got your rye in there. But then you've either got a weeded back or a malted barley, or they've done something just to soften that rye up just enough to make it a really nice, pleasant pour. And I want to say this was 115 proof. Yep. That's what you said, 115? Yeah. That's really good. I still have I still have sealed bottles of all of Lit's original uh, barrel picks too. Let me pull those out and smoke them yeah. or drink them one time. I wish I would have put dates on this, but I guarantee you this is three, four years old. Hmm. I don't know. It's really so. As far as we're down the cigar now, this will be the well, last time we'll dive into it before we finish it. But what do you think on the cigar? Because the pours tonight have been fucking. Again, this is one of those episodes where everything we're drinking is it's fucking it's flawless. There's there's no issue here at all. I think we'd be done with this cigar if we wouldn't be talking. But we could just do one of those ASMR podcasts where we just breathe and play music. No, I'm That's just weird. saying that I think I think this is a a, a really good cigar, and um, you know maybe a little more attention could have been given to it, but it's stuck with it. But there's something I want to say, too. So we were at Peaceful Henry's for, I think we were there for two hours, right? Wow, if it was two hours, it was the fastest two hours. Jesus. Should we put down, uh, whatever. It was fantastic. Smoked the cigar through conversation, and we were jabbing with everybody. I mean, we were just having a good time talking. Fucking, We, just, we were customers, you know what I mean? Talking, got to talk with the owner, one of the owners. That was awesome. Um... And this cigar lasted me the entire, I mean, literally when we were leaving, it was done, about an inch of it, you know? Yeah. But it's fun to kind of taste through, you know, like like I said in the, in the beginning of the episode, we're, we're Viaje fans, man. I mean, we normally get super fucking excited when we're smoking Viaje, because we, now, now we're lucky enough, we've got quite the stash of it after this weekend, but... Um, I did smoke that J12 Illusion. Yep. And I mean, I, I will say this too. Are you sure that's what that was? Because wasn't that a 60 gauge cigar? Um, it, it, I think it was a bigger gauge. I don't know if it was 60, but it was definitely big. And it had that burgundy. Mm. Oh, um, that's MJ12. Yeah, that's MJ12. Uh, that kind of a dark, deep red burgundy. And I, 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 I probably smoke one of those one a month or one every couple weeks. Yeah, and um, I, they're just a, a very good cigars. Uh, I gotta say, um, I would like to dive into them a little bit more too. I, I just think they've got a, a great. I'd like to spend a little more time with them. I mean, we've we're, we've got future coming up with Blackbird, and we've talked about Illusion, and and now because of our little trip, we're back on the Viave. Uh, but I, I just. Hey, congratulations. That's the first time you've ever said Viaje, right? Well. <laughs> you just nailed it. You were back on the Viaje. Yeah, you just right. nailed it. That's awesome. Well, I had my moments. <laughs> yes, sir. I had my moments. No doubt there. Mm. Yeah, well, no, Super Bowl was fun. Cigar. So it was it was kind of fun talking, you know, seeing people smoke and and so 
we were we were at Burnt Church, and they had the little. I gotta go to the bathroom again. Sorry, I drank so much water during the day. I apologize, but we were at Burnt Church, and they had they had that really cool patio outside with the fire pit and everything. And, you know, we were inside doing our thing and hanging out. And I want you to lead with this. How many distilleries have you been at that you've seen emphasize the cigar or smoking section? Okay, well, so my experience with distilleries um, mostly comes from Kentucky. And when you think about me and my wife going to Kentucky is like, okay, we're going to take a one day, get down there, um, maybe late in the day, maybe a day and a half, two day at most. And so most of these distilleries are time apart. So I don't think, first of all, Heaven Hill, um, I haven't been down there in a year. They didn't really have smoking available. Um, so I would say Heaven Hill, um, and then you would have Willet. Now, could I have gone outside and smoked a cigar? Yes, but to go out and let, let, let's say you get over there at one o'clock and then you buy a few things, you know, you test a few things out, do some tastings, and go out and sit on the veranda or whatever they have available, which they do, very nice, and spend an hour and a half. Now it's another hour to someplace else because there's barred down then you to go to, and then whether you go over to Lux Row or wherever you're going to try to visit, your time, it's hard to smoke cigars when you're going to Bardstown in Kentucky. Louisville, a lot of these distilleries are downtown. So you've got Peerless, you've got uh, Evan Williams. Um, who's the other one? Uh, Angel Envy. There's a lot downtown. And yeah. so I'm telling my experience with distilleries is there's not a time to spend an hour and a half smoking a cigar. This is why this one was, was nice because we were, it was a sole afternoon kind of dedicated to that then we got to go smoke but which was on a whim by the way yeah and i just <laughs> I, I was telling them, we don't typically from louisville out to bardstown is an hour yep and will it if you sit down for any time you're not going to make it to the other three because they yeah. close at five well, i'm in bardstown in march so unless you get at six and that's just crazy you're not yeah. enjoying anything if you're getting up at six to get well, there so the reason i i asked that is when I was in Louisville, and I went to Peerless, and I went to Angel's Envy, and I went to Old Forester, we did the Evan Williams experience. Um, so if you go to Buffalo Trace, they sell the Eagle Rare cigar, they sell the Buffalo Trace cigar, you know, Sazerac cigar, they sell those cigars. Um, I've not per personally been to Buffalo Trace. I've heard that there is a outdoor area at Buffalo Trace, but like Burnt Church had, you could go outside and have a cigar in the middle of the day yeah. and come in and get drinks and sit outside. So when I was at Peerless, I you know I bought those stave holders that have the cigar holder and then the you know the koozie or the, the cutout for your glass to sit on. I saw those and I was like, hey, do you guys have a patio outside of your tasting room? Like can can I have a cigar and like have drinks? And they're like, No. Okay. So I went to Angel's Envy. Angel's Envy, or I'm sorry, Old Forester. Old Forester sells uh, cigar tubes from Old Forester Oakwood. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so all the accessories are here. You know, it's 
it kind of brings me back to that point, right? You're, you're stuck in the woods. If you're in the woods and you have a cigar, would you rather a, a knife or a match? Now, I will say this. You know, you're selling all the accessories yes. to start the thing. It reminds me of head shops in the 90s, right? You could, you could go into a head shop, buy any glass you wanted. You could buy the rolling papers. You could buy the lighters. You could buy the, you could buy the grinders. You could buy all that. Can't buy the weed. Now, if you go into a legal marijuana shop, you can buy all the weed. But you can't buy glass. can't buy grinders. You can't buy pipes in the same store. You can go to another store and do it, right? That's like going into a cigar shop and... <laughs> Buying cigars or smoking cigars, and they're selling you Glen Cairns. No, I get and what Rock you're glasses. saying. I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? It, it's kind of. Um, Buffalo Trace is a little different because that's a huge acreage. It's like a campus of history uh, on this river. And can you go in there and get some drinks and have a fine experience and walk their campus? And they've got walkways and they've got things for you to go historically and look at. Can you walk and smoke a cigar? I'm quite confident you can. Now, I've never been to Woodford, or, um, but some of these distilleries are off the pace. And if you plan to go there and you don't schedule your whole day out too busy, I'm sure there's outside smoking available. But when you're trying to get a day in, right, or whatever, I have always just scheduled it like I'm going to be a match. You right. know, like well, at seven, I'm in Louisville, eight o'clock. You run yeah. that shit out. You go right over the bridge. I'm gonna play in my match. last three hours yeah. at match, yeah. and then we're going home. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of how I've done that. Well, it brings me back to but McCormick, it worked out great. which everybody now knows has been holiday, but McCormick Distilling in Weston, Missouri. Uh, that place is fucking set up to smoke. You can smoke out there. Oh hell yeah. There's cigar, but this is what did piss me off as a cigar smoker. Remember when we went up to the Big Well? Yeah. You saw the cigarette butts, the cigar butts sitting on the brick, all the cups that were laid out. I'm like, okay, guys. At that moment, I'm sitting there as a cigar smoker. I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, you want to know why everybody fucking hates you? This shit. You, well, you're my bet is those are workers there. And they got told to move. <laughs> no, I think they just go out there on their breaks. They smoke a cigarette. And maybe they've left a cigar out through the day. They go take some puffs on a half an hour break or whatever. So what about all the... Uh, empty glasses well the glasses are from the you know from people uh, from bringing the vision, them on the yeah. the tour or whatever i gotta say that old elk rye is fantastic yeah. that's a fun uh what's our little time thing there what are we, where are we at uh, we got about 10 more minutes oh okay good. yeah 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 just kind of wrap out and then we'll do our little cut and light and so about 20 minutes and we're, we're wrapped up for the night well i was just thinking old jimmer gimmer i, I was, yeah and we also, maybe we'll save it for another, we'll just maybe do a whole thing with uh, Bardstown. Yeah, but we'll just have to try some of that. You brought it up, drinking that. But, um, yeah, yeah, I was just curious to me. I noticed it when we were at Burnt Church, how it was invited, you know? It's like, hey, you want to go out and you can have a cigar. And there were guys coming in and out of there. And, oh, can we talk about the P-Wall? Yes, we can. Most epic bathroom, men's bathroom in the world. A black onyx P-wall. Yes. Was perfect. Now, let me it's the most beautiful horse trough you ever Tell me why life. you like that so much, because there's one better than that. Because it's... Look, we had this conversation uh, the last podcast we did before the Super Bowl, and I was talking about the thing that annoys me most when I go to... The, everyone knows I'm a show guy. I love Broadway. 
Go to the Fox. Go to the Fox four, five, six times a year. What annoys me is when it, I never go at intermission, right? If I if I know the show, I'll wait until the second act and I'll get up and go. You've seen a show enough times, you know the fucking show. Yeah. Different actors is what it is. But get up to go to the bathroom and, you know, I'm standing in line holding myself for 25 minutes. And then finally I squeeze up and I see three open urinals. And all these guys are in line because they're two of... Dude, trust me. I even say this respect for gay men. Gay men do not want to go to a urinal to watch you pee. Okay? There might be one weirdo out there. And if you get that luck, bad luck, sorry. But they don't want to do that. Come on, man. That's annoying. Some people are just so... I mean, I, you know, it is what it is. I can't talk about it. It's fine, right? But, dude, you got to pee, walk up, strip. There's a reason I've asked you this. How many urinals have you been out when guys aren't doing this when they're peeing? Yeah. It is what it is. Okay, so I think we could talk then about you, this then for when quite you get, some time. Then when you get to the pee wall, though, but okay. when you get to the pee wall, here's what I'm talking about. It's this black onyx waterfall with a trough that you pee into. But about eight inches above your eyesight in big gold letters, it says P-E-E-W-A-L-L. When I peed in it, I was like, it's a fucking pee wall. Yeah. I was look. that's what it was doing. It makes you look up. And I just thought it was, I haven't seen, You look, you've been in bars and you've seen the pee trough. That building, we found out, cost them $15 million to make. Yeah. They could have put in three private urinals. No. They put in a black onyx waterfall that you pee into, and when you look up, in gold letters, it says pee wall. Right. So here, here's my take on that. I think, and, and they have, I didn't go into a stall because I wanted to enjoy the pee wall, but I was one of those older uh, gentlemen who enjoyed the pee wall and most guys my age probably would have picked one of those nice stalls because prostate get it well i'm just saying you know i am always the, the most intimidating wall you'll ever pee in is go to indy 500 and you have to come down from the stands where you're packed in there on a wood fucking board i mean butt to butt and well, and then you have to climb down and go pee and they've got a trough as long as my house, and they fill it full of ice. Have you ever taken a piss test in public? What do you mean a piss test? Dick out, cup open, pee in the cup, test for drug or alcohol. Nine, ten guys to your sides? Uh, no. That's the most embarrassing place I've ever pee. Okay, well. <laughs> but well, I guess what I'm saying is, is you, you know, you guys are all drinking and whatever, and now at my age, you come over and then the guy, hey, bro, what's fucking up? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like tinkling, like Tinkerbell. Okay, first of all, I won't hug you when we're peeing. Okay, but I'm used to being around guys because I'm an athlete. I've been, um, you know, showering and peeing and doing all this shit in the the men's locker room forever. So I'm kind of used to it. I'm just saying, when then the young guy comes in and pisses like a Clydesdale and he can unload a 12-pack in like, you know, two minutes... And I'm like, you know, okay, I'll see you. Hey, it was good talking to you. Hey, so I'm a little sideways on this health knowledge. I feel like if you're pissing that fast, there's something wrong with your filter. Right? Well, whatever. If you take I'm 35, 40 a seconds little bit, to pee, but these guys, your filter's you know, working. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it's going to take me a minute or two to unload. But uh, anyway, I love it. I've been in many places. 
nothing that unique. That yeah. was very unique. So we're gonna I also <laughs> like the big one, like urinals. There's very urinal kind of cups here, private or close to it. Splashes too though. But then then the other one uh, at like um, um, the one over by Bush's Grove that they put in an old one. It goes all the way to the floor. It's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, truffles. Truffles. Yeah. And they got that out of an old building. Yep. I know there's a sports one down not too far. It's who's called, got Who's got the... the what? Uh, there's a bar and all the guys used to pee just ends up there. Somebody's got a stainless steel keg that's the urinal. Oh, yeah. I've oh, done those uh, too. Twisted Tree in uh, yeah. Washington. It's a, the, the urinal's a keg. Anyway, all right, we're going to end this episode on pissing. Hope you guys enjoyed that. That was great. (laughs) So uh, thank you guys so very much. Um, If you want to follow the video episodes and all the extras, go to patreon.com slash craftandpuro. $1 and $3 options. Jump on there for Stokies and Cinema, uh, Scardab Blog, Sunday Smoke Sessions. We got something new coming. Uh, We'll add that coming this week. We'll show you that soon. Uh, From the Viking Mahalo, guys, thank you so much. And I'll let the Bourbon Cowboy take us out. Yeah. Thanks for the recap and listening to all our bullshit on our recap of the Super Bowl and whatever. But hope you guys enjoy our adventures and talking about the bourbon and sweet-ass cigars. As always, till next time, giddy up. Hey, guys. FFK here. Make sure to tune into every episode of Craft and Boodle. And don't forget that, as listeners, you guys receive a 15% discount on the entire order when you shop at my store. Promo code CraftBoodle15. Once again, Craft Boodle 15. Make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands so you can receive that discount. And once again, thanks for listening and thanks for enjoying the podcast.